Welcome to A Knight's Respite, the podcast where Sir Latsu and St. Godric take a break from their duties as knights to share their passion for LARPing and Renaissance festivals. Join us as we explore the world of medieval reenactment, discuss the latest trends in LARPing, and share tips and tricks for making the most of your Renaissance festival experience. Whether you're a seasoned knight or a curious onlooker, A Knight's Respite is the perfect place to discover the magic of medieval times. So grab your sword and shield, and let's embark on this journey together. This is A Knight's Respite. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of A Night's Respite. I am so glad that you're here for episode three. Uh, my name is St. Godric. That is Sir Lao Tzu. How I'm you doing, doing sir? pretty good. Enjoying the weather out here in Tucson. Uh, I think it was maybe about 70 degrees out today. Did a little bit of climbing, so it's been pretty nice. Mm. 70 degrees. It was, I think, 14 <laughs> when I got up this morning. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I miss the snow a little bit, but still being able to go out in like t-shirt and shorts makes me not miss it that much, but we'll see in the summers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you were just telling me though, that uh, you trade having to have uh, air. What, what what was that in your room that you said you have to have oh, in yeah, every room now? Like the Gosh. air. Like yeah. if, I, if I don't go to sleep with a humidifier on, like I just wake up super chapped lips. I feel like that episode of SpongeBob where he's br- like begging for water, like, <laughs> lessons learned there's going to be a humidifier in almost every room <laughs> yep so there are advantages disadvantages mm-hmm. um oh yeah. i guess question here because it's, it's winter time but just before we jump into stuff um are you still doing uh like a local weekly gat larp gathering so i'm a little bit on a break whenever i first moved out here um i was going pretty much every week um but lately i don't know like i've been before moving i was really noticing I was in a burnout phase. Um, and the people out here are actually a lot of fun. They're really great. Um, they're super nice people. Um, there's experienced players and non-experienced players, which is super nice to have that mix, but driving in on Sunday, I'll just realize like, man, I'm on, I'm a little bit in a burnout. Mm. So thinking, I don't know, a month or two off. And that's probably actually going to end next week. Cause I'm driving to Texas for, um smiley's knighting um for his multi-belt cool. knighting um which i'm pretty excited about uh be able to see some good friends be able to see yeah, yeah. more um and it'll be a good time i think that will be the good kind of segue into after having a little bit of a rest a little bit of r and r and focus focus in mm. on myself some be able to transition back into like all right this is the game that i like so much yeah, for sure. I just, I reason I ask for that is because I'm. It was interested to see if there was a cultural difference in uh, like the weekly gatherings because I know a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff in the Northeast kind of goes to once a month during the winter time or maybe cancels completely during the winter time depending on what mm-hmm. game you play. Uh, I wondered so, but your local group does still meet at least once yeah. every week and keep, yeah, I mean, they it's just basically springtime out That's here, awesome. so it's super easy to meet. I know in the cool. they, gosh there are some tough people because they do the same in the summer as well when it's i don't know somewhere around mm. two three hundred degrees outside in, in the desert they're still still meeting up so uh they're pretty impressive mm. that's pretty cool so for today's topic uh mm-hmm. we have a fun one uh that Lao Tzu and i agree on yeah. in some aspects 
but disagree on in others. Uh, We're going to be discussing fighting companies, uh, sometimes called households, sometimes called units, sometimes called guilds. Kind of just depends on the game that you're in, what they're going to call them. Uh, But lots of we give us a rundown. What is a fighting company? Um, Just kind of run run through the Yeah, that's a great question. And just kind of what you're saying, it definitely fluctuates between each game and each area of the country. And that's kind of natural, but the general gist of it is a group of people that um, work together, fight to together in these different battle games and these different scenarios and different, different fights on uh, various different LARPing and cross gaming aspects. But they go into it as a team with a unified front, often with uh, wearing the mm-hmm. same colors, camping in the same place, kind of creating a little bit of a, um, brother and sisterhood with each other um, and kind of making their own little family in the game. But primarily the idea is that they're working in a unified front in these battle games to whether like to accomplish certain goals to win, whether it's competitive or just general kind of battle gaming. Yeah, and some some of these groups are have a theme to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might find one that is you know a crusader theme, or you might find one that's a musketeer mm-hmm. theme, or you might find one if you're playing a fantasy game that is all orcs or all elves or things like that. Um, but then you get other groups that have nothing to do with any theme, and it's just these are me and my boys, and we want to make sure that we camp yep. and hang out and fight mm-hmm. together too. Uh, some groups are very role play heavy, where like everybody's person has to fit into this very particular thing. Um, Other groups have almost no connection other than these are my boys and we Mm want to hang out. Um, And so based on the group and even within the same game, you can find groups that are very varied and different. That definitely leads Um, into one of the bigger advantages of like fighting companies as a whole is you can really find your your collective group your tribe in the the game mm-hmm. whether the kind of what you're mentioning is like if you're very much into role playing you might find that role playing company or um household or whatever name just kind of uh what we're mm-hmm. co- collectively describing this um you can really find people that have mutual interests and uh want to accomplish that with each other um that is in my eyes, one of the biggest advantages of like getting into Mm -hmm. a fighting company because you really work together and kind of support each other with that mutual goal in mind. Yeah, 100%. The... If, if everybody has the same goal, it's going to make going to the events yeah. that much more fun. And so some fighting companies' yeah. goals are we want to win every single thing that we show up towards. Uh, some other fighting companies' goals can be like more specifically goal-oriented, like this specific yep. event or this style of event. We're going to rock it because mm-hmm. that's our favorite. Uh, other groups get together and they go, hey, what we enjoy and what we're good at is running the event. And so we're going to, you know, we show up and we always run gate. We're the ones that are the go-to for that. And the the group can kind of be, that can be the rallying mm-hmm. cry around it. Uh, other groups might not even have any of that. And they just like to camp yeah. and drink together. Right. And that's a perfectly acceptable and fine uh, reason to, to form yourself into these companies. Too. Oh yeah. Big time. And um, I do think it generally does have a very good impact on these games as a whole. Um what you really find whenever it comes to fighting companies in general is it creates a level of organization that you wouldn't really have otherwise um, mm. that people can approach these battle games as, as a team and kind of figure out like, this is how we want to work together and how we want to accomplish certain goals. 
And that gives a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of fidelity for the game designers to realize that, okay, people are going to be organized whenever Mm -hmm. they're looking at these games and there's going to be groups kind of working towards a collective whole, which is really neat. I think that is something that's fantastic for the game because in general, organized play is going to be more dynamic and be um, a lot more fun and fast paced. Mm -hmm. And it gives me something to look forward to, right? When I show up at this, you know, I go to an event, I drive three hours, I'm there for the weekend, and I've got my 25 other people that I only see three or four times a year. And it's, it's a hype thing. It's like we, we only get Mm -hmm. to fight with each other so often. And it's just something that we can look forward to. Um, I'd say another advantage to, to fighting companies, uh, like what we kind of alluded to earlier, uh, different fighting companies, different units will have uh, similar, like everyone wears the same colors or the same mm-hmm. symbols. And so like blue, green and yeah. blue and silver are my fighting company symbols. Uh, I know for me as a crafter, it was great to have – how about this? I have a lot of ideas uh, and being able to have – an excuse to make something uh, is good sometimes. And so it's like, oh, I've got a new tunic I want to make. What do I need? Ooh, I can make it in my fighting company. Like it gives me that creative excuse to kind of make some cool stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think it's generally kind of a pretty neat look in the game whenever you can look onto a field and see, Mm -hmm. oh, there's a big group of red right there and there's a big group of these people there and Mm -hmm. fighting company A and fighting company B. It's kind of neat to be able to look at the field and kind of see that group identity and uh, really kind of mm-hmm. understand how different groups thrive. Like some groups, different companies might be very good at like having an armor wall. Like the, they don't play a lot of spellcasters in our game, for example, but they are really good at having a big kind of a meat shield in front of everything. While mm-hmm. other groups might be kind of the opposite. It's like, all right, they have a lot of really good casters and a lot of really good support. They want to hook up with that group that is more mm-hmm. I don't know, melee and physically um, focused and you can see that on the field and see how like these different groups are going to be working in tandem with each other. That's one of the cool parts about going to the big, big events where you have to team up with other mm-hmm. groups uh, is trying to figure out like the because you might not always want to go to the powerhouse group because the powerhouse groups tend to get uh, what we call blue mm-hmm. shelled. Um, like if you're if your team is the best team, the game runners kind of stack stuff against you sometimes to make it more fair and fun mm-hmm. for everybody. And so if you're looking at, hey, my group strengths are A, B and C, your group strengths are D, E and F. Let's join together because that that like meta game mm-hmm. aspect of what we're good at, what you're good at is yeah. pretty fun for me. And last year, a lot that. of planning. Um, what was it? The first mm-hmm. fighting company I was in was Temple of the Vanguard and they much smaller company than um, at least at the time than a lot of others, but they spent so much time in planning before the board or before battle games and mm. figuring out like, all right, we, we can provide this sort of, like casting group or or this sort of strategy or this sort of distraction in these different areas i mean that's i don't know the sort of neat thing that it lends your yourself to whenever Mm -hmm. you're trying to evaluate your own group's kind of strengths and weaknesses and you can really like sit down and have a playbook before you even like step foot on the field which is always Mm -hmm. super cool like i don't know whenever you have kind of a plan within the actual battle game itself can um it can be a lot of fun whenever you like as a team like come together and like execute. I don't know. That, that was mm-hmm. always one of my favorite things about being in a company is like, all right, we, we have a discrete objective we want to accomplish and coming up with your own communication styles and things like that to accomplish it is always a blast. Mm-hmm. 
and in these games, a lot of times, like the big strategy doesn't really matter. Sometimes it's like we can have a great strategy, but someone who's just really, really good at fighting is going to win eight times out of 10 anyway. So the moments that strategy actually does matter Mm -hmm. is really cool because it's like, hey, we should have lost here. This is this last Bridge Wars that we just did. My team, it was a essentially a best out of three. My team lost the first mm-hmm. match and we had to drastically change our strategy and then we're able to come back and do the reverse mm-hmm. sweep and win. And so like being able to see the successes that come from the planning don't happen that often, but when they do, oh, it's yeah, pretty for cool. Sure. But at the same time, there are some drawbacks when it comes to companies as well. Um mm-hmm. One that um, I don't know immediately kind of comes to mind, and this is I don't know maybe not as big of a deal, but as someone who like I've been in um, my fair share of companies, is uh, kind of what you're mentioning as a pro earlier is oh all your garb is kind of centered around certain colors mm-hmm. and certain symbols and things like that. One of the downsides if you do leave a company, and um, most are pretty cool. Like I mean I'm wearing. Uh, colors from the scions whenever i was a part of the scions and there's no issues with that um but there can be a little bit of pressure of not wanting to wear like the symbols and things like that from Mm -hmm. like previous mining companies well it it depends it depends on the group because like if you were in our company and you left we would be very upset if you wore our colors Mm -hmm. and our symbol after you left especially if it was like an Mm -hmm. ugly leaving like we have we have some people that we allow to like friends of the company that can still wear but on on a general rule of thumb for us is when you leave, you don't get to wear our colors yeah, that, anymore. That's definitely like one of the the more negative sides of things. Like you definitely invest a lot into like garb and, and things like that. Whether the company helped you supply those things or whether they didn't, um, can definitely mm-hmm. lead to a little bit of a sunken cost. It kind of feels like, um, which has yeah. led me like. Um, right now I'm not in a fighting company, but even whenever I was in one, um, like just having some personal colors as well, like your own personal garb so that you don't have everything sunk into kind of one single kind of identity, which is good to have a little bit of individuality if you ask me. Um, and I'm always going to be on that sort of like that side of things. I've, I've always gravitated towards like socializing in the group as a whole, not just a smaller subsection of it um but really Mm -hmm. focusing in a very wide way um the company is always super great and super fun especially whenever we're planning and doing things but um having kind of that more broad sense of self definitely lended me a little bit more to wanting to kind of wear my own personal colors and own Mm -hmm. symbols after a while just because i don't know just my style at that point yeah, no, I get that for sure. Because one of the one of the negatives for me, there is a cool aspect of walking out on the field and you and twenty people are all in the same mm-hmm. uniform, right? Like that's cool. There's like something to that. But man, I love my drip and I love having the coolest mm-hmm. stuff on the field, you know. And so it can be kind of what you're talking about here. How do you, especially if you're in a large group, mm-hmm. like there are some fighting companies that are yeah. national, right? You'll go to a every kingdom, everywhere there are 
chapters mm-hmm. of this group how do you it can be hard sometimes to differentiate yep. yourself from one of the hundred or one of the 300 that happen mm-hmm. to be there um so that that can be difficult and then i think another probably the largest drawback for me personally in fighting companies and units and these type of things is if we're not careful uh we can become very clannish yep. we can wall ourselves mm-hmm. off because most fighting companies will camp together mm-hmm. which is an advantage in my opinion i love throwing resources together we'll pull our resources and do food we'll pull our resources and do firewood um like mm-hmm. it's, it's just i really enjoy camping with my friends you know but if we're not careful we can limit ourselves and make it to where other people are not welcoming to other people or we don't branch out and do some of the other things and mm-hmm. interact with some of the other people in the game because yep. we're only hanging out with our clan our mm-hmm. 10 people and that's not yeah, that's a big one um especially whenever you kind of think like there's some kingdoms that aren't as fighting company focused. Uh, they still have them, but less focused mm-hmm. in it compared to kind of the rising winds, for example, or it's um, got a heavier focus on fighting companies, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of parks that camp with each other. And I think that's a fantastic part of the game because yes, yeah, I love that. Like you, love you're it. able to bring people who haven't been part of um like the kingdom level very much it's like hey this is a place where you can have a home like you you can you always know there's Mm. gonna be people there that know you and uh you kind of know that you're camping with a group it facilitates a similar feeling as a fighting company itself but it's a little bit more uh we'll say facilitating for newer people and um Mm. great for building that like home life community Mm mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. And I think the 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 last kind of negative mm-hmm. for me, like the drawback, the disadvantage is there are very few things in AmpGuard in particular, but I've seen it in other games, but in AmpGuard in particular that will like blow up and ruin friendships and drive someone out of the game than leaving mm-hmm. a fighting company. Because so often these things can become so tribal, so clannish, where it's like, man, if, if I'm leaving this group because it doesn't fit me where I'm at in my amp guard career, in my personal journey, you know, all of these things, it's like an affront to the friends that I made in yep. that area sometimes. And it can cause these massive mm-hmm. rifts if you're not careful yeah. with it. And um, I think that kind of leads into a little bit of the idea of like when – is it appropriate and like who should you be forming these companies with and like what sort of mentality you should be going into it? Cause I don't know some of that um, we'll say, I mean, that's a little bit on the emotional, uh, emotional maturity side mm-hmm. of things um, about like what happens whenever you join a group and leave a group. Um, and that can really be steered and directed a ton by the very beginning. Like when you join a group, where are you at and kind of your your journey in the game whenever you start and um mm-hmm. what kind of attracts you to certain groups like what they do um and i have oh yeah go ahead, so go ahead. how r- real quick how, how many fighting companies have you been a part of and then what attracted mm-hmm. you to those fighting companies and then if you don't mind what caused you to want to move on down the road to the next one and i'll, yeah. I'll do the same um, thing after i've you. been directly in two fighting companies and adjacent in two more um essentially mm. being with that fighting company, hanging out with them, but just not officially joining the roster. Um, so we'll say pseudo four. Um, yeah. For the first fighting company I joined, I was a little bit new to the game. Um, and 
this is, I don't know, I would, I would say it's definitely a lesson learned. I don't regret being a part of the fighting company at all. Um, but I didn't really know too much about the game and how like social, um, the mm-hmm. social scene is structured, for example. And uh, what really attracted me to the group initially is how like, I don't know, organized they were and ready to kind of teach some newer people because and that's what i was was a very new mm-hmm. person now willing and th- this was Va- yeah, this Temple was vanguard. vanguard you actually had to be careful because there's um mm-hmm. out here there's vanguard um and i can <laughs> talk to some of the people in vanguard that they saw on on my orc profiles like oh he, he was in temple we know those guys um so i was in temple the vanguard and they kind of plucked me up really fresh um and taught me a lot about class gaming mm-hmm. that's what they're really focused in on was class gaming um, but at the same time, at that point, I, I don't think I was mature enough in the game to really make a decision on which group I wanted to be part of, or if I wanted to be a part of a group at all. Um, and mm. that's definitely a little bit of the moral of the story for me, um, is kind of jumping a little bit. Cause I left, um, Temple Vanguard for the Scions after that, the Rising Wind Scions, and it was an immediate transition. So I didn't have any downtime there. Um. So I didn't have really the time to kind of mature as a player and figure out what it's like to not be in a company. And um, what attracted me to that group was it's just a lot of my friends. Um, and we are forming the group here in uh, the Rising Winds, essentially starting the chapter of the Rising Wind Scions. And um, it, I mean, it's great to sit and play with your friends and, and things like that. And I think this leads a little bit into um, one of your disadvantages is like whenever you're trying to leave, it was, it was really hard for me to leave the the Scions whenever mm-hmm. I did because it's all my closest friends in the game. Um, but the the plus side of that is all my closest friends in the game. So whenever I left, it's like, oh, yeah, we're still absolutely friends. And that mm-hmm. definitely comes down to the emotional maturity and kind of speaking with your friends um, and saying, it's like, hey, I, I just want something different. Um, this this group has its identity. Mm-hmm. I have a different one and kind of want to move on, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And since then, I haven't really been in a fighting company and I love it. <laughs> Oh no, I, I, I really yeah. like kind of being in the free agent. Um, and there might be a little privilege there in that I just know a lot of people and am completely fine with just finding groups like, hey, I'm I'm fighting with you this this event. I'm gonna like you know my skill set, mm. I know y'all skill set. I think we both have something to bring to each other, and I'm gonna be with you guys. Um and in my mind, that's almost the ideal setting, but I can understand that's a kind of hard especially on like both mm-hmm. ends of the, the the coin is um or both sides of the coin because you don't know everyone that wants to just kind of field with you at that event you don't know their skill set and their discipline and willingness to kind of work as a team and study beforehand mm-hmm. if that's what you do and on the the flip side like if you're a new person you don't know the the group and how they structure very much so yeah i do realize there's a yeah. little privilege there but um it is nice whenever it works out well and I remember being a new player and I felt this giant need to join a Mm -hmm. fighting company because the first couple of events that I went to, all of my friends who I met at park, right? Love these guys, got along great with them. We show up to the kingdom events and we're camping and they all split and go camp with their fighting companies. And as someone who was new, who wasn't in a fighting company, I was like, 
I remember a couple of events like dreading going because I knew I was going to be camping by mm-hmm. myself or I was going to be camping with randos because all of the people I knew were split off into three or four yep. other groups. And so I remember very early on joining um, the war dancers because my knight was mm-hmm. a war dancer, um, which was cool because I got to camp with him, but I would have camped with him anyway, I think. It yeah. wouldn't have been a big deal. But there weren't there weren't very many war dancers. There were like three of us in our kingdom. And so and I was the only one really who was fielding at that point. And so that that one d- didn't last very mm-hmm. long um, just because there there wasn't a big a large mm-hmm. group of us and that didn't fulfill what I wanted out of a fighting company mm-hmm. at that point. So I left I left there and went and joined mm-hmm. the Saracens and joined the Saracens. If if you're not super familiar, they're a national mm-hmm. company. Uh, so they are international company. So like the, co- the company I'm in currently is pretty much just in one or yeah. two kingdoms. Uh, the Saracens every. are in every kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. They're everywhere, which is really cool because if you move like what Lao Tzu and I both our careers are ones that are going to be moving mm-hmm. us around periodically. Being able to have a national company really appealed to me because I knew I would have friends everywhere yeah. that I went, essentially. And I was there for like, I don't know, maybe a year. Um, but it became pretty quick, very apparent pretty quickly to me uh, that the goals that I had as a player did not line up with the goals of the mm-hmm. fighting company. Um, like I, I was pushing hard for my masterhood at that point. I wanted to be fielding. I wanted to be entering tournaments. I wanted to learn. I wanted to kind of surround myself with the people who had the same drive and desire that I did. And that fighting company, at least in my area, was great people, still friends mm-hmm. with a lot of them, but their goal was more of the hangout, drink and party mm-hmm. and just the social aspect of it. And then we'll field and play up guard sometimes, mm-hmm. which just wasn't wasn't what I needed at that point. So I left and then joined FC and my mindset, what kind of drew me mm-hmm. to them was at the time there were like five serpent knights in the kingdom that I was in and four of them mm-hmm. were in that company. And so if I wanted to learn which, you know, and I, I did, and I wanted to surround myself with the people that I wanted to learn from. And so I ended up joining FC, have been in FC ever since. Um, but I think that the point I want to make out of that from my story and from Lao Tzu's story, we both joined companies very mm-hmm. early. And I think we both would say that that's not yeah. ideal, correct? Oh, you absolutely. Um, How come? Like, if I could go back to the beginning of the game for me, like... I would definitely say is like personally, and I don't necessarily suggest this for everybody is like, but don't join a fighting company at least for the first two kingdom events that you go to, if not more. Um, 100% agree. You can meet, you can still meet and have friends and hang out with the exact same people. But whenever you take that time to kind of establish yourself on the, the kind of kingdom scene um, and that's less saying, um, this is my skills or whatever, nothing like that, but just actually being Mm -hmm. there, being present, meeting people, um, making friends, kind of doing a vibe check. It's like you figure out which groups you gravitate towards more and you're not gonna be able to get that just kind of out, out of one event. Um, and you're not going to feel that Mm -hmm. in the honeymoon phase either. Like you really want to spend some time with these different groups and see like how they work within your kingdom and work or in multiple kingdoms, if that's what you're interested in. Um, and field with them multiple times. If nightlife is your thing, like spend the nightlife with them mm-hmm. and others because you may hit it off decently well in one group, um, like Saturday night, but 
two companies down may be the perfect fit, but you would never know because you just immediately yep. hopped in on one. Um, and I see, I mean, you see that a lot just because, I mean, you were saying it exactly like you, you just feel often pressured to join a fighting companies in certain kingdoms. Mm-hmm. That's it, especially in the kingdoms where fighting companies are king. Uh, they're like the kingdom I grew up in, it's kingdom Lao Tzu grew up in, Rising Winds. The fighting companies mm-hmm. are king. Like you camp with your fighting company. If you're not with a fighting company, it's kind of odd. And like the parks don't really camp together, but sometimes, yeah. but most of the time, people are camping with their fighting companies. Where I'm at in Winter's Edge, it's almost mm-hmm. the complete opposite. There's like three companies maybe and most people aren't in a company they camp with their Mm -hmm. uh, parks in their local groups and um it's it's cool and i like aspects of Mm -hmm. both um but it's it's depending on what kingdom you're a part of that's going to change a little bit based on the culture that's going to be there big time so i will always advocate for that little caution um because it's only going to serve you more you're never gonna Mm -hmm. you're not going to miss out much um, by not immediately joining a company. But what you gain in that patience is a lot of wisdom and figuring out which people you really mm-hmm. vibe with, um, both on events and off events. Because, I mean, you're still communicating online and things like that. And how you feel about people offline matters a lot. Because, I mean, if you're, especially in the company mm-hmm. likes to plan and whatnot, if you see that evidence off the field, like that's something that you might gravitate a little bit more or if you see that it's not organized, that might be something you don't like um, and kind of vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking the time really can help yourself in the game whenever you're trying to like figure out and establish yourself as in a company yeah. or not. Like there's nothing wrong with not being in company. I mean, I'm loving it right now. It'll probably be mm-hmm. a, a minute before I join a company just because um, it's nice to kind of have the freedom. It's like, oh, I want to camp with this group and this group of friends and Mm-hmm. at this event or a different group at a different event um, and not feeling any pressure one way or another. Um, and mm-hmm. I get it. Well, oh, I would ahead. say yeah. you have the advantage, you have the advantage though of being art, like you're good. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for you to float mm-hmm. in between groups and you bring, right. You're a paragon. You you're good at the game. Um, if you're a new player, that can be kind Agreed. of difficult, right? Cause you're, you're not as good theoretically you don't know the game as well you're you're kind of floating and so what advice would you have for someone who's like hey this is my second kingdom event i'm a level four scout um do i join a company do i not what are what are like Mm -hmm. what piece of advice do you have like most important for them and then i'll give mine for sure no i think it's a great point um godrick because you can't just say, oh, I am that you know who I am and I can give you the skill set. Um, but what you can do is approach this these different groups and say, hey, I want to be a team player. Um, it's like I know that you don't know my skill set, mm-hmm. but I really want to like work well with the team and work well with like your strategy. And I want to kind of succeed in, in that regard. It's like you don't know if I'm a great archer or a great caster or something like that, but like help me make spell list that can facilitate the group goal. Um, if you're really showing that willingness to like work with the group, mm-hmm. it can go a long way because most fighting companies have holes where they need someone to fill, um, whether that's a candy druid or an archer or someone in armor. They may have extra armor laying around or they want a gummy monk. I mean, you can say all sorts of different things. Um, so mm-hmm. just willing to like walk up and say, hey, I'm pretty new and would love to like 
work with you guys and learn and trying to help your strategy where I can, um, can go a long way. And I think it would be very fresh for someone to hear that instead of bringing kind of their own ego to it, they're mm. bringing like an eagerness to kind of be a good puzzle piece and fit in where, uh, the group group needs. Yep. 100%. That, that's kind of my play style. Um, it, like, I guess my role within my fighting company, I am not the uh, peak, like top tier of any particular mm-hmm. class or play style. In, um, but I am above average at most of them and I'm able to fill where we need it. <laughs> the above average. No, it's not. <laughs> the, so, but like if we need a healer, I can fill healer and do well, not great, but well, right? Same thing if we need to put on, if I need to put on armor, Mm -hmm. I can, if I need to, you know, fill in the, the roles there is going to be useful for almost any group. Mm -hmm. So my, my piece of advice that I would give you, if you're looking for a fighting company, I would pull up a pen and paper and write down your top three goals for the next year Mm -hmm. to three years in the game that you're playing. Take, you know, for me at one point in my career, it was I want masterhood. I want to win battle games because I like I'm competitive. I want to I want to be around people that actually fight and are good. And then, you know, pick a third, whatever it is. Pick pick yeah. your goals and then kind of compare those goals with what you see yeah. from the other companies. Because they're gonna if one of your main goals is I just wanna I want a good group of community that I'm gonna be able to communicate with Monday through Friday when we're not LARPing, because that's important mm-hmm. for me. That is a completely good and valid yeah. goal. And they're going to be groups that do that mm-hmm. better than others. Just like they're gonna be groups that are, man, I really want to become the best archer yeah. in the game. Well, there might be a company over here that's got 10, 10 of the top 10 archers in, in your kingdom, there's a pretty obvious choice where you need yep. to go there. So I, I take your goals, figure out what you want, mm-hmm. and then kind of compare them to what the other companies in the area are doing and see which one's yeah, best What you want and what you like to do. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, some people can be super into nightlife, some people cannot, some people may be super into bardic. So like including also a little bit of your just general enjoyment in the game can go a long ways far as finding a group that just i know vibes in the same way even if it's different than kind of what their mission statement is just being able to to hang out and enjoy the similar atmosphere can mm-hmm. go a long way for your longevity in the game which is general happiness yep 100 so that is going to wrap up episode three of a night's respite uh, i am saint godrick that is i think We'll do one of these. Uh, that is <laughs> Sir Lao Tzu. Uh, thank you so much for watching it up to the end. Uh, if you would, if you enjoyed this content, hit that like button for us. Uh, it does help the channel out a lot. Uh, we are officially now on all of the podcast uh, casters as well. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube and you want, it would prefer an audio version or vice versa. Uh, these are up Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So... With that done, we will see you next time. See you, friends. Have fun.